now have a full weather family at the Press of Atlantic City's parent company, Lee Enterprises. You may remember John Boyer. We interviewed him a few years ago. He was my weather brother in Richmond. Well, since then, we've actually added two new meteorologists, bringing us to a total of four. Now, John is no longer with us here. He took another job, but we have someone from Virginia that will be coming on in for December. But for this episode of Something in the Air podcast, I'm going to introduce you to Kirsten Lang from the Tulsa World Herald. She just started. And Matt Hollander, who's going to be covering the Midwest for Lee Enterprises. Both of them have strong backgrounds in media and what they're going to be doing, kind of similar to what you're seeing here. But I want to peel back the onion and show you more about how they're going to tackle weather in this increasingly digital space. And we're also going to talk about their childhood growing up, as well as what made them want to become a meteorologist. So kick back wherever you are, relax, hang out for the next half hour. You're listening to the Something in the Air podcast. All right, so I am here with one of my weather siblings here. We've had John Boyer on, who was at the Richmond Times-Dispatch a couple years ago. He's actually no longer with Lee Enterprises, who owns the Press of Atlantic City. But we have someone here who's very special, Kirsten Lang. She is our meteorologist for the Tulsa World Herald. Kirsten, thanks for being here. And, you know, my first question to you is, why choose a company like where you're at, the Tulsa World Herald? It's a historically newspaper company, but obviously doing a lot with digital. Yeah, doing a lot with digital, which, you know, is really where things are going uh, a lot these days anyway. So I have a background um, in television news, and I've been working in TV for over a decade as a meteorologist um, all across the country. And, you know, especially in the past, let's call it five to seven years, there's been a huge digital push. And most of my work, of course, was on TV, but most of it too was behind the scenes doing things digitally. And so I, you know, stepped out of that role for a little while. Um, I am actually a new mom. I have two children. Kind of took- Thank you very much. Uh, It took, you know, just about a year or so to kind of reevaluate things. And uh, this job popped up with the Tulsa World. And um, I knew I wanted to get back into something. Uh, I'm, I'm not a very good, my husband and I joke, I'm not a very good stay-at-home mom. <laughs> um, and I needed to do something other than watch yeah. Curious George. So um, so I saw this job open up and, and I was really intrigued with it because, you know, again, it's, a lot of it is going digitally. And, and this was something where I could use my meteorological background, uh, my expertise that I have, uh, but use it kind of in a different way. So uh, it's kind of twofold. A, we get to do it um, on, a, on a digital front, whatever it is that you're getting uh, you know, your updates on, whether it be your iPad or your phone, um, your laptop, whatever it is, there's that base. And then also um, uh, it's, it's print. Uh, and so there's some writing involved, which is kind of cool. I have a, a writing background. Um, anyways, I have a minor in journalism and, um, and, and it was one of those things where I could kind of dive a little bit more into the science behind certain things. And on TV, you know, you don't usually get a lot of time to do that sometimes. Um, and so this role where really was going to allow for me to kind of get, 
into the science behind um, certain certain phenomenons and, and and things that take place. I mean, there's been many times where I've had friends call me up or uh, even my doctor called me up one time because he wanted to know why, why are we getting all this ice and we're not seeing any snow? Uh, and so I kind of had to, you know, walk them through it. But I think people are interested. They want to know more about science. They want to know more about the weather. It impacts everybody every day. Um, and so this role was something or is something that's going to allow for me to kind of uh, broaden my horizons when it comes to being a meteorologist. And I know that the company loves you. And I'm going to tell you why, because when I got hired here, uh, Buzz Keel, who is our executive editor, he was saying, you know, back before we had a meteorologist, the weather story would go to the lowest person on the totem pole. You know, <laughs> if, it, if it felt like it was hot out for five days in a row, we're going to send somebody out, just talk to a bunch of random people. But it was the newest guy, the freshest face in there. But, you know, now we have a meteorologist, you know, you guys live for that stuff. And, and it's, it's, you know, he was on a zero. So he said, it's great because you actually are staying on top of a beat that so many people are interested in. I think uh, more people are interested now than ever before. I mean, look, we're recording this on a Monday. How many people come to you and say, hey, what's it going to be like on Saturday or Sunday? That's five or six days away. You know, you weren't asking those questions 30 years ago. Or if you were, you weren't necessarily expecting an accurate answer. Now people are. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, I think it's just a sign of like where people are at with weather. And, you know, and I think you kind of brought it up too. you know, talking more about the weather, not just the forecast. Um, you know, you talk about TV, right? You might get a minute 30 or two minute weather hit. You can only fit so many words into that space, right? You can, but you can type, you know, let's just say a 500 word thing and people can read it probably also in that one and a half to two minutes. So, you know, there's advantages there. And then of course, you know, there are pros and cons, but I think overall, you know, getting into the space. And I think that's what you're saying is just kind of an exciting place to be in. Cause we're kind of like, kind of like pioneers in a way with a lot yeah. of this stuff, you yeah. know? So, all right. So, oh God, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say, I agree. I think like, like we said earlier, it's just, it's kind of where things are, are leading. So, yeah. So tell me more about, you know, Kirsten, the person here. So you're in Tulsa, you say you've been all over the place, including a brief cinema in uh, New York city. So tell us where you're from and kind of where you bounced around the country and, you know, why did you uh, choose Tulsa to be your, uh, your home? Sure. So I started off, I'm born and raised uh, in Texas, went to school uh, first at Baylor University in Waco. Um, uh, that's where I actually got my degree first in communications and then a minor in journalism. And when I was there, my senior year, as you just mentioned, I actually went out to New York City and it was a, a program that Baylor had. It was, it was pretty cool. You know, you go out there for a semester. It was your responsibility to find your own internship. Um, and, uh, and, and so mine ended up being at Good Morning America. So I lived with uh, a roommate. We were all at Baylor. There's like 12 of us. I didn't live with 12 people, but uh, there were 12 of us. I mean, it was college. Up. If you told me 12 people, I wouldn't <laughs> have been shocked. Yeah, no joke. Um, and, uh, and so, so that was my, my brief little stint in New York was working for GMA and that was back in 2006. I'm dating myself, I guess a little bit, but yeah, that was in 2006. <laughs> then, after, <laughs> then after that, um, I actually got my first job in Victoria, Texas, which I guarantee none of your listeners have ever heard of Victoria, Texas. And that's fine. <laughs> I think that's in South Texas. Am I correct? It is. How'd you know that? Oh, I, I look at the map. I look at the map every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You did some research. I did yeah, a little research. It's south. It's I, I would say the closest big city would be Corpus Christi, Houston. Okay. It's along the yeah. Gulf Coast of Texas. Gotcha. 
So very small, very small market, you know, and that's where a lot of people, they, they, they start in small markets like that in TV um, to kind of get their feet wet. So I went there, um, but at the same time, commuted back to San Antonio um, and finished up my meteorology degree. So I have, <laughs> I kind of laugh because sometimes, yeah, I, I have so many undergrad uh, you know, bachelor hours of, 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 of school. I mean, I have a bachelor of arts in communication with a minor in journalism of a yeah. bachelor of science in meteorology, almost minored in math. But let me tell you that that's, that's ridiculous. It's math is no joke. So I, I kind of dropped out on, on that one, but <laughs> um, anyways, enough with that. I, after Victoria went out to Knoxville, Tennessee, um, hit up the smoky mountains a little bit, which of course is a, a very different thing to, to try to forecast, um, you know, I got, to, I, I, I loved living out there. I love being outdoors. So it was really awesome to kind of be in that area after Knoxville, Tennessee. And again, these were all TV meteorology jobs. Yeah. Then I moved to Denver, Colorado, um, and went from the Smoky mountains to the Rocky mountains. Uh, and that was awesome experience. Loved that ended up. That's actually where I ended up meeting my, um, my husband. Okay. And from there, um, went here to Tulsa. So I got this job opportunity. Um, this was six years ago. I got a job opportunity in Tulsa. Uh, it was like a Monday through Friday thing. You know, I had just yeah. been working weekends and, and, you know, Tulsa has, has great severe weather. I mean, it, it's tornado alley, you know, it's great. There's, yeah. There's that's it. Great. great. I like how you say great too, because you know, for us weather people, right. We're saying like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, everybody else, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Wait, what? yeah. Why would you want but, to live around tornadoes? Sure. Yeah. But I'm with but, you. I, I, I'm with it, you on that one. It's exciting. And you know, yeah. what? you know, as a fellow meteorologist, yeah. that we, if, if you live somewhere like Victoria, Victoria was not, it was very mundane, uh, you know, the forecasting, because there's not too much that goes on. You'll get a rogue, you know, kind of um, uh, hurricane scare here or there, but mostly, you know, it's, it, it kind of is mundane. And so I wanted to live somewhere and be somewhere where I knew that it was going to constantly be a challenge forecasting. It's constantly going to be keeping me on my toes. And, um, and, and Tulsa was, you know, it has proven to do that over the past six sure. years. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I got here. And, uh, you know, my husband and I now have two kids and I'm like, how did I grow up? Like, just like that. It's like, we're married <laughs> kids. Boom. And here we are. Yeah. Um, so we're living in Tulsa and, and we love it here. I think I'll get there on the kids soon enough and I'll feel like you one day. I'm not there yet. I'm probably yeah. getting close though. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, like you said, you've been in Tulsa for a while. So, uh, you know, a lot of people know you, right? Because you went to all, you know, you've been out at the festivals, you've been out at the fairs, you're covering weather, of course. You know, how do you look to translate that over into, you know, Tulsa World Herald and, you know, working again, you're going to be in a digital environment. No one's seeing you on television, but you want people to see you through their screen. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, I, I don't think it's unlike TV and that you, you want people to know where you are, what you're doing, you know, you go out to these festivals because you want to meet people face to face. They, when they know you, they feel like they trust you and they want to get their weather from you. Um, and that's, you know, in my TV career, that's what I've learned. Um, and that's going to translate over into this job, uh, as well, because we're going to be there, um, giving them the forecast every single day. Um, but on their phone, on their tablet, um, you know, through Facebook, through Twitter, through, you know, whatever, through an app, um, every day. And then when severe weather hits, we're going to be there as well, helping cover that, uh, because, you know, 
severe weather, uh, when it hits around here again, I know that I know I said this already, but it's some serious business. And a lot of times people uh, will lose power during that. And so you have your TV on, um, you lose power. Well, then that's no good for you, right? I mean, when, yeah. <laughs> what's gonna, how's it going to help? Okay. Um, yeah. So, so being able to stream digitally, uh, you can always sit in your closet or your safe space, you know, like we call it uh, whenever tornado warnings come through. Uh, you can sit there and you can stream that digitally. You'd have to knock out cell towers before you could, you know, finally get rid of us. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the hope. And and uh, and going out to these festivals and going out to um, be within the community, it's just to get to know people better and hopefully let them know me or get to know me so that they feel um, you know, there's a connection and I like to meet people as well. You know, I, I just today I met somebody um, that had watched me for, you know, five years or so here in Tulsa. And I, I told her about what we were doing and how it was starting up new. And she was like, oh, well, we miss you. And I was like, well, download the app, subscribe, because <laughs> you get to see me coming here pretty soon. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's great. It's 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 one thing I love about my job. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting, though, right, because you are building something from the ground up. Um, you know, you are the first meteorologist there, you know, of course you have the support of everybody, you know, myself included, but everybody, you know, at the Tulsa world, but, you know, have you thought much about that? I mean, it's kind of exciting, right? You're entering a new space, but you know, you also are building something from the ground up. It's almost like starting your own business in a way. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's exciting. It's a little nerve wracking, you know, you have um, high expectations for yourself and, and, uh, you want the job to, to go smoothly and, and, um, and I, I'm I'm excited about all of this, though. I, I just think this is something where we can kind of use our um, creativity a little bit as well, expand on areas that maybe were limited um, in other capacities. Whenever you know I was in television, um, you know this this really allows for um, kind of this blank canvas uh, for me, my editor, you guys, Joe, and I know people are going to meet Matt here, who's our other meteorologist. Yeah. Um, you know, we all kind of have this this blank canvas of 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 what it is that we want to create for our markets and what it is that we want to you know go uh, you know make moving forward. Um, sure. And so it's it's exciting. I mean, it's it's an exciting change. Yeah, it's exciting, and you know we're gonna have on Matt right after you. So we got back to back new meteorologists coming up. I think uh, we're gonna have our new Virginia meteorologist in our December episodes. We wrap up the year. Um, speaking of wrap it up. I mean, we're almost out of time. Looking at the clock here, we got about another minute or so. So, I did ask you if you could draw. Well, let's say this: I asked you to draw the boundaries of North Central and South Jersey, and you took it the extra step because you actually drew New Jersey, and then you drew the boundaries. You're the first person to do so. So, let's. Take I didn't a look. understand. I, I'm sorry, to my defense, I wasn't trying to like one up anybody. I just well, didn't. I don't know if I understood. So you're you're an overachiever. How about that? Okay. You're just an overachiever. So. Okay, so I'm looking at your map now, and this is what I think. If you, I think you would be a great person to live in like uh, Jersey City or like Alpine or like the far northern part of the state, because this is exactly what people who live by the New York border think of New Jersey. So just to pull it up here, we have your north central divide, like basically what's known as Route 78 here. In New Jersey, which is my boundary for North and Central Jersey, so we're good there. But then you have Central Jersey is like like uh, the size of my pen here. You have it only going to about like I don't know, like Trenton to like Long Branch, and then everything south is South Jersey. And my brother-in-law, who lives you know with my sister by New York border, that's what he thinks the setup is. So I think if you were to ever ever move to New Jersey, 
I think you would want to go to the northern half of the state. You'd have a lot of friends over there. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up, um, let everybody know how they can, uh, you know, first give us a website and then where can we find you on the socials? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, website, you know, TulsaWorld.com. Uh, you go to our main page. And of course, weather's going to be slapped up there, as we were mentioning before. Um, it's going to take a couple of weeks. We're, we're still kind of getting things up and running. And then with social, it's Tulsa World Meteorologist Kirsten Lang. Awesome. All right. Well, Kirsten, thanks again. We'll be talking, of course, plenty here. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll have you back on the show at some point in the future. But wanted to let everybody here who's listening or watching show everybody, you know, what we're doing company-wide here. So it's good to have you on, Kirsten. Um, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast brought to you the first and third Wednesdays of every month. And this episode, we're continuing with introducing my weather siblings here as part of Lee Enterprises. And we have my weather brother over here, Matt Holliner. He is the Midwest Chief Meteorologist for Lee Enterprises. So he's going to be covering from about northwest Indiana over to Nebraska on up into the upper Midwest. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Kirsten when we had our first one, which is why dive into this emerging little corner of the weather field? Well, a couple of things for, for mine, since it's, you know, kind of a very unique role in that I'm a regional meteorologist and also a digital meteorologist. And that, so there's a little bit of both that excites me from a regional standpoint. It's like I'll never have a dull day. There's always going to be weather to talk about. I mean, if something's not happening in Nebraska, something's probably going to be happening in Northwest Indiana or Wisconsin or somewhere in this big region that I'm covering. So I'm never going to have a dull moment. I'm never going to get bored with the weather, which as a meteorologist, I think, you know, sometimes you, you can be in one place and the weather can get quiet, maybe even for a couple of weeks. That's not going to be the case for me. So there's always going to be something interesting to talk about. But also, you know, from a digital standpoint, I just think that's where the future of weather coverage is going. I mean, when I talk to my friends, you know, other millennials and huge Zers, but a lot of fellow millennials. Mostly familiar, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I talk to them about where they're getting their weather information from, like, you know, where, where do you get your forecast from? It's like, uh, I look at my phone and I look at a forecast on there and like so many people say that. And then I also look, when I look at the forecast on the phone, I'm like, oof. You're, you're missing out on a lot of quality information. You know, you get the highs and the lows and, you know, some apps are better at that than others, but as far as like details, you know, and I think that's what, you know, we're getting more and more, fortunately, we have the ability to get more detailed in the forecast and the apps. Yeah. They have those hour by hour forecasts, but you know, they kind of there, that's where the accuracy of the apps really starts to deteriorate, you know, and can't keep up with like the latest, you know, it's a lot of times a blend of models going into those apps and they don't pick up on which model might be doing the best. And so you can get so much more detail, especially on a significant weather event is approaching when you can actually have a real meteorologist making a forecast. But if people yeah. are getting the forecast on their phone, I just want to be there to be like a good source of information on people's phones and on people's laptops. Uh, that just seems to be where, you know, the future is going. I came from a TV background and, you know, the TV audience is still fairly significant, but it's not growing like the digital audience is. So I'm like, why not just jump in digital, you know, because there could very well be a day where everything's digital. There is no, you know, differentiation between TV and digital. It'll all be digital with all the streaming world that we're going into. So 
for me to just kind of just run into this digital world and just kind of focus on it and dive in and kind of be on the leading edge of just doing digital only forecasts, uh, real exciting and uh, hopefully trailblazing. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I, I, I hope one day we'll be seen as the uh, weather pioneers in this space. Maybe someone will write a book about us. Oh, that, that would be, we'll write our own book, you know, we might yeah, be able to. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Yeah, we'll write our own book. We'll, 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 we'll take matters <laughs> in our own hands. So like, so, so tell me, right, because, you know, you're covering a large area. I'm covering a small area, a subset of what you would typically consider a, you know, a TV market for weather. And, and Kirsten's covering Tulsa. So like, how do you see, you know, your average day going, you know, because, you know, on our end, like part of. I think what our job is going to be is getting out and seeing people in these communities. But obviously, unless the Lee private jet is coming out for you, Matt, I think mostly what you're going to be doing is connecting directly through, you know, your phone, your computer, your tablet. So, you know, what's an What do you think an average day is going to be like for you? Yeah, that's still kind of a all, all in the works and a planning process. You know, fortunately, we're getting the right tools in place. And, you know, thanks to technology, it's gotten, you know, so much easier. I kind of had a, a little previous experience working remotely for somewhere and not actually being in the place where I'm forecasting for you. I had a TV job uh, previously where it was kind of two jobs combined in one. I was in Cincinnati at the Fox station there, but that was only half my job. The other half of my job is I was working as a meteorologist for the Fox station in Ottumwa, Iowa. But I stayed in Cincinnati the whole time, so I was making forecasts remotely for Ottumwa, Iowa, and also Kirksville, Missouri. That was the TV market. Okay. Uh, but, you know, fortunately, we have the technology where you can make a forecast for anywhere in the world. That's what these, you know, have access to these computer models. You don't need to be where the weather is to make that forecast. And then I was also able to do social media. I mean, you have great tools like Social News Desk for anybody who's familiar with that product. It allows you to access oh, yeah. multiple social media accounts at once. And so instead of having to just log into each individual Facebook and Twitter account for all these different properties, newspapers that I'll be working for, I can do a post if it's relevant to multiple places. I can make one post at one time. So it can save a lot of time on my workflow. Um, And then as far as I can't make a seven-day forecast for each of the individual cities that I'm going to be covering. So a lot of my focus is going to be kind of on the short term, what's going to be happening the next 24 hours, and then highlighting big things that I see coming, like big changes. If it's raining a lot right now, hey, when is the rain going to end? When is the dry weather going to start? Or if there's a big change in temperatures, like, you know, it's a little bit warmer than normal right now, but watch out for the cold front coming in four days. We'll keep you posted on the latest details. So it's going to have to be kind of more generic in the long term, which it kind of always is. But for me, more importantly so now, because I'm covering such a large area, I can't get too specific on those things that are especially more than three days out. I'm just going to have to kind of broad brush and say this is something we're watching, the potential for a big snowstorm perhaps, or maybe the potential for an extended dry stretch. Those are just going to be kind of more generic things that I'm going to have to kind of broad brush. But uh, that, that I think, you know, really being able to focus in and you can get pretty detailed, you know, especially with the tools that we're going to have when it looks like maybe part of a, my area is going to have a little bit more impacts and obviously going to focus more on the area that might be expecting severe storms for the day where maybe over in northwest Indiana, things are being quiet, but just kind of giving them a heads up, hey, tomorrow we have the chance for severe storms there. So it's right. going to be focusing on where is the most impactful weather going to be every day and then just highlighting kind of what's the next big change that we're watching. That's probably going to be the approach I'm going to have to take. Got it. Let's talk about uh, Matt growing up here. And I want to say for everybody listening here, we have four meteorologists in Lee right now, right? We have how many, maybe a 10,000 meteorologists in the country. Would you believe that Matt and Kristen went to the same high school together? 
in Texas. And now she's in Tulsa and she and uh, Matt's based in Chicago, but covering the Midwest. I, I mean, I, I had to do a double take when, when you guys said that in that text thread. But God, I'm going to turn it over to you. Just, just tell us a little bit about, you know, growing up, how you got interested in weather. And then after that, we'll get to our, our New Jersey map as we wrap it up. Yeah, that, that blew my mind when I found out that Kirsten went to Ronald Reagan High School in Santa Texas. Now, we did graduate separate years, so we weren't in the same class because, like, I don't remember seeing you there. So we, there's a few years in difference in, uh, in age. But, yeah, same high school, grew up in the same relative area in San Antonio. You know, I was one of those kids growing up, I think a lot of meteorologists say this, that was, like, very interested in the weather, you know, loved watching the weather channel. When there was a big thunderstorm outside, I would stand in the garage. I'd want to go out in it, but my parents maybe stay at least in the garage to watch the big rains coming down. So I always had this interest in weather, but I think the moment where it really clicked for me that I want to be a meteorologist, and particularly someone who communicates the weather, broadcast meteorologist, uh, was my sophomore year of high school, which was when Hurricane Katrina happened. And that was just a huge national story. I mean, the days leading up to it, but then it's particularly during the storm and the aftermath. And the aftermath was a story that lasted for weeks, just the complete destruction of New Orleans. And, you know, like what, what went wrong? Like how could so many, how could, you know, how could this situation happen? How could one event just change so many people's lives? It just, that story just grabbed me. It's like, what could have been done differently? You know, where was the communication yeah. breakdown? Why didn't more people get out of the way? And so that's what really grabbed me. I, you know, it started to realize in that 2005 hurricane season until 2020 came around and broke the record. That was just an epic hurricane season. And that was really also that time frame was like when there was a lot more talk about climate change and that yeah. the potential of how it was going to have impacts on extreme weather in so many ways. I was like, man, this is just when it all, it suddenly clicked. Like, I know I've always been interested in weather. Like now's the time to get in and, uh, you know, be a part of communicating, particularly communicating the weather and trying to help people better understand for it, mm -hmm. plan for it, keep themselves safe. So I was like, this is what I want to do. And I've never looked back since 2005, haven't changed my mind and yeah. still doing it and, now. And I'll tell you what, you know, I, I say this all the time at talks. If you took 10 meteorologists and you lined them up and said, how long have you been interested in weather for? I would say seven out of 10 have been interested since before middle school, probably. It's just, it's, it's hard to just fall into it. You know, it's, it's just something about it. But I want to turn, because we got about another minute left. I want to turn to our New Jersey map. So we did Kristen's already. I said hers was really good if you live in the far northern part of the state. That's how the northern people see the rest of the state here. So I have not clicked on your map yet. So let me see what we got here. I'm clicking on it right now. Let's see. So we got a Google map. Okay, we got it. So he's got north, central, and south here. So you just, you are, you know, what I would call a, ge a geographical purist here. Uh, you just pretty much just took the lines and snipped them through. So let me ask you, one, what made you draw those lines? And two, did you know that there was a, uh, a north, central, south Jersey thing going on in Jersey? Well, I heard or of the northern... Mind? Yeah, I heard of the northern and south, north-south Jersey before, but then I, you know, I saw the Stephen Colbert thing where it's like, now there's also a central Jersey. And I was, I was like, all right, well. Well, there's always been a central Jersey. <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, so then I started, like, looking at, all right, so, like, why is it? But then I still kind of was like, I don't understand why this is so hard. Why can't you just split the state into thirds? But then you look at it, and you really look at a map, it's like, that is the funkiest-looking state of all time. It's such an odd shape. It's like, how do you split it? So, in my mind, you know, I guess I could have gone traditional and gone like horizontal lines but i was like 
know, for such a strange shape, you got to almost do something different. So I went with diagonal lines. Mm. And I thought actually what worked well, if you, if you look at the orientation of Long Island, it is at a diagonal. So I kind of just went right to the south of Long Island, drew my first wow. line, like due south of Long Island, because again, of course, you can't include Long Island. That's kind of its own separate area. But I definitely wanted to kind of keep that New York metro area as much okay. intact as possible. But then I thought, you know, Princeton, I never think of Princeton as a New York school, so that had to be separate. That had to be in a separate zone, but definitely mm-hmm. not southern, so it has to be central. And I kind of figured right. that the central area includes Philly, you know, and I tried to include the Philly metro area, like all the little neighborhoods, you know, that are in New Jersey that are, but definitely associate with Philly. But then I kind of think of southern Jersey, you look there, it's like definitely a little bit more spread out. The population's not as in, so it's a pretty large area. But I feel like people there kind of experience the same type of thing. You know, it's got a big, long stretch of coast, but it's not as built up as like the central coast, you know, like I guess kind of more of your classic Jersey shore. You know, the southern coast is a little more spread out and feel like more of a, a little bit more of a rural feel. I mean, coming from All the right. south, nothing's right. rural in New Jersey. We'll, we'll see what people think about Philly being in central Jersey when we uh, put this out and let everybody listen. But Matt, thanks so much for being with us. I appreciate, obviously, we're going to be doing so much together. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to call you all part of our weather family here at Lee. And uh, real quick, before we wrap up, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, Facebook and Twitter is, you know, mainly where I hang out at. So meteorologist Matt Hollander on Facebook and at Matt Hollander on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, if you're interested in Midwest weather, I'll be talking about a lot there and then kind of any other fun thing that I encounter in my day-to-day life. Awesome. Well, there he is. You know, please give him a warm welcome. You'll probably be seeing most or a lot of him, I should say, as we go into next year. And we're going to wrap up this podcast. We're going to be back the first Wednesday of December recapping the month of November here and all this coastal flooding and cold air we've had with New Jersey State Climatologist, my weather dad, Dr. Dave Robinson. Until then, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back with you soon. This is the Something in the Air podcast.